Welcome to a Delco Nerd Network Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Rigucci, and this is Replay, Relive, and Re-Experience, as we like to call it, Re-3s, where you guessed it, we do all three of those things to our favorite video game series. In this edition of Re-3, we'll be replaying, reliving, and re-experiencing the Halo franchise, starting with Halo Combat Evolve and ending with Halo 5 Guardians, anticipation for Halo Infinite. Here to go on Master Chief Saga with me, as always, you know him, you love him, the triple threat. Chris Trio. Gooch, how are you? I'm good. Ready We're to winding talk some down. Halo 4, yeah. I'm ready to talk Halo 4. And normally, Delaware County's own Chris Geddes would be here, but called out sick. And He's feeling a little under the weather, and you know, and then in the name of safety, we're taking precautions here at the network. He will quarantine for tw- two weeks until he is <laughs> then allowed to regain <laughs> entrance into society. society. Uh, and doesn't matter how many negative tests he gets. Because it's two weeks. No, <laughs> that's our <laughs> policy here. We want to be extra safe. Um, yeah. So just like we did with Trio the other week, we the train's got to keep rolling. We got to keep doing these recordings to yep. make it for Infinite's. Uh, I was gonna say debut. That sounds really dramatic. Release debut. Yeah. It's dramatic. Speaking of Halo Infinite, before we want to jump in, I wanted to talk about the two weeks of. Um, Infinite uh, technical previews, yeah. technical flights, whatever you want to call them, happened within the last two weeks since our, the end of Reach. So how you like an Infinite, man? I'm excited to play. I'm excited to jump back in. Yeah. I think it looks not as great as I was hoping, like literally technically wise. Like I think like I want it to look a little bit more next gen, but I guess we are at the point where it's like graphics can only get so much better. So there's that. But apparently there was a performance mode on it. That I didn't realize you could turn on. I didn't realize that. I, I heard, uh, I don't know who I heard talking about it, but... Um, you want the frames, though. I mean, but that's... Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's on, perfor- like, turning it on to... Um, oh, fidel- fidelity. Fidelity like, mode. Like, oh, I wait, no, no. Turning it on to the graphics mode. Yes. No. no it's so, a, or turning it on to the frames mode. It's not. It doesn't start on the frames mode, as I understood It's it. on performance. It is? I'm asking you. I thought it was on... <laughs> I thought it was on... Um, the one that doesn't enhance frame rate. It focuses on so graphics. Graphics. And there apparently is a frame rate upping one that makes it look a lot worse. Like okay. apparently there's so but I'm curious. I don't know. I didn't play that. All right. Oh, news curious, to me. But uh, yeah, I maybe I'm wrong. I th- I can't remember the podcast I specifically heard this on, so I don't know, but I mean overall I'm excited. Yeah, it's more Halo. I'm I'm pumped. Yeah. Um at, at first it was kind of like I I felt like I'd picked up a new game that I never played before. It was Halo, but like the controls are a little bit different, but just like any game, it, you know, give it give it, it a day, a few seconds, give, yeah. give it a week, you'll you'll figure it out. It feels a lot like Halo 3 and Halo 5 combined. I would agree with that. There's a lot of like like it feels like Halo 3, but it feels like Halo Five, it's it's weightier. It's it's not as fast as Halo Five was, yeah. um, but I, I, I'm liking what I'm seeing. I think they're like this close away from like this being really good. But also, we're getting like a very like small chunk of this game. Yeah, and then there's like the systems that necessarily might not work, like the pass. Maybe they're going to rework some that's stuff. Go. Yeah, I right. don't really love. We were talking about the armor paint. Like, I like that the armor paints exist in the, the way that you can yeah. get them, but I do still wish you could individually buy colors, coatings, and cut. Yeah, something yeah. like that. I uh, yeah, I, I like uh, the I, coatings. I think, I think it's cool. I just I wish you had a little bit more freedom in that respect. But it is nice how you can customize like every piece of your armor again, like Reach kind yeah. of did. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm pumped. I'm excited. I can't wait to see what the campaign's like. But so far, the the multiplayer is a lot of fun. There's a lot of new stuff. There's a lot of old stuff. I like most of the new weapons. Only one that I would say I didn't really like was that plasma carbine. 
and which I, I felt like it was doing nothing. One thing I kept saying over and over again, I feel like some of the power weapons were just like a little too underpowered. Like I just the feel shotgun like, definitely was. Yeah, I just feel like I'm like these just feel like they're like time to kill. The is like a needs little a little, little bit long. less of a swing. Uh, okay. I think uh, I think it's. <laughs> No, I mean, it's uh, as in, like, I think it, it winds back a little too much. I think they could shave it by, like, a second or two. Okay. Um, but, yeah, the shotgun, you need two shots even when you're right up close on someone, which I wasn't, I didn't really understand. Even if you hit both. Like, you, like even if you get a direct shot, it's two shots. Um, I really like the, uh, what was it called? It starts with a C. A lot of the heavier weapons were awesome. Like, the, battle the, rifle feels the meteor. skewer? Not the skewer. The skewer is cool too. That's another. That's like the new heavy weapon. The Ravager. Um, no, it starts with a C. It's it's like what the assault it? rifle. Oh, commando. Yeah, I don't really love the look of it, but I do like how it it it, how it's it shoots. It's like an in between of like a DMR and like another gun. Like an assault rifle almost. Because you can like, like shoot it. Um, you can shoot it as slow as a DMR realistically yeah, if you wanted to. But I it's, I don't think it's as powerful. No. Yeah. Because no. obviously that obviously right. makes sense. You got to trade off something. Right. Um. But most for them, like Needler felt great. All the classic yeah. weapons felt good. The BR felt real meaty, like it felt like a real kind of power weapon again. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Can't wait to jump into more. I did ask Chris for his uh, input uh, on the beta, and he had this to say: "I had a lot of fun with the second flight. Seemed like they fixed some improvement issues I had gripes with on, on the first test. After playing the betas for COD and Battlefield 2042, I had the most fun on." Halo, so that is Mr. Geddes. I would say I played a little bit of uh, Battlefield's beta today, and I definitely felt like I was enjoying Halo more, for sure. Just, I don't know why I was, maybe it was just because we haven't gotten a Halo in five years, but, uh... What's yeah. the last, what's the last bat- Battlefield you played one, right? You didn't play Yeah, five. no, that's true. Yeah, the, I mean, I guess those first-person shooters like that don't really scratch my itch a lot. It needs something to it. Or it has to be pretty big, like a classic. Like I don't know why Battlefield One hit so well with me. We were just talking about that. I I, I think it had something to do timing with like definitely helps, timing. I think. Like everyone had it, you know. And I feel like we don't really have like we haven't had a multiplayer like, game like that in like maybe like three or four years. Yeah, like where like everyone was playing. And together. then Battlefield Two came out and sucked, right? Didn't like, Battlefield Five? Hit, Battlefield Five, right? Yes. That's it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, fun, fun, fun. But should we get into it, Gooch? Let's get into it as always when we start our games we talk a little bit about development in october 2007 so well let's preface this this is our first 343 studio halo game bungie is out 343 is in so the studio was made to make halo uh after bungie kind of passed the mantle of responsibility as one would say using the halo terminology pass the energy sword (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) so in October 2007, shortly after the release of Halo, Bungie developers split off from its parent company, Microsoft. They retained the intellectual property rights to Halo, and Bungie continued developing games, um, Halo games until 2010, and then they would go on to make Destiny and Destiny 2. Um, During this period, Microsoft formed an internal division, 343 Industries, to manage the franchise and develop future games. 2008, 343 Industries was still in formation. Microsoft approached Starlight Runner Entertainment to help assemble the Halo Bible. So, do you ever hear that term, like, Bible? When yeah, they, yeah, like where they kind of go through and just basically it's go like, through here's, everything. Here's the like, lore. Here's everything. Why, yeah, right. where, yeah, no, that makes total yeah, sense. Yeah, like, I know. Uh, like, the Cimmerillions almost is right. like the Bible. I feel too, like I, get, I hear the term Fallout Bible get tossed around because, like, when, fall, when Interplay lost the rights to Fallout, they made a Fallout Bible, to and that's pathetic. Mm. Well, I don't think it was the made to be... To it was just given. to have. I think they just made it. Hmm. Like Chris Avalon, who worked on New Vegas, I think was like 
responsible for that, but yeah. I, that's where I hear that term. But I just wanted to make sure. Interesting. Like, no, that sense. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, this is Jesus Christ Halo. <laughs> uh-huh. Starlight Runner is a New York-based company that specializes in creating and producing transmedia franchises. Their job was to examine all the content of Halo's universe, clean it up, and make it coherent and understandable for people involving with the creation of Halo games and media. That's interesting. So I guess when you pass a franchise on, somebody else comes in and well, maybe I, I don't like, think that's necessarily here all the it time is. how it works. I mean, I think now with like especially like Star Wars and stuff like that, that's why right. they kind of just Look were all. like. We're not using like we're just cutting that off because we don't even want to worry about making all that coherent. Whereas like, with well, maybe these someone guys, did go into Star Wars and be be like, this is the Star Wars Bible, and the EU doesn't exist in that, right? Well, that's exactly it. Like you know? they were like, I think with this, it makes sense, especially when you're making a game and they're talking about things in this game where I'm like, oh whoa, I didn't, I don't know why a lot of this went over my head the first time, and how they're really getting to like the forerunners and all this stuff that like, you know, we're kind of. Sparsely there. mentioned, it was yeah. There. Like you, you heard their name before in but the it wasn't, other games, but it like, wasn't there. It wasn't in front of your face by there. any means. But like, this <laughs> is true. This is truly like you would need this when you're trying to start a whole new story arc for sure. To like, because you don't want to one step on things, and then there are also things in this universe that didn't make any sense as far as like why certain Spartans are now alive. And, like, I, I know there was, like, books about why Linda and all them, but, like, right. originally... Right, we, we, we yeah, talked about that, yeah. That, that they Master were not, being the he last was the, That was, like, a major plot point, I right, feel like, for right, a while. Yeah. So, you know, you, you need to clean this stuff up before you go in and really kind of start following things up, so that does make sense to me. Unlike the original trilogy, the story of Halo 4 was designed to be a multi-part game arc from beginning. Uh, in addition, 343 Industries aimed for a more complete connective between all of their future media and... Wow, that uh, a more complete connect connectivity between all of their future media and from before relating to Halo 4 story um, to the Forerunner saga and the Kilo 5 trilogy novels, as well as using terminals in Halo Combat Evolve Anniversary and introduce background knowledge on the Forerunners. So when they were making those anniversaries, they were like, Here's let's start your- plugging the stuff here. Right, yeah. yeah. Not to change the game, but like... But to add a little extra layer that you could explore if you would like to. Right. Yeah. That isn't totally changing, yeah. you know, Combat Evolved. Yeah. 343 started with a staff of roughly a dozen people, but grew to nearly 200 through development. Halo 4's development included former employees of uh, more than 25 AAA studios. Prospect employees could not be told they were going to be working on Halo 4. Uh, we had people who were hired who hated Halo because of X, said Frank O'Connor, 343 Industries franchise uh, development director. But what that really meant was, I feel like this game could be awesome because of Y input. Uh, that I'm going to bring into it. Um, I want to prove it, and I'm passionate about proving it. So we ended up with a bunch of people who were genuinely passionate about the project. This is a huge advantage, and that helped in hiring and forming a team. This rapid hiring uh, and growth occurred during development of the game, creating issues. Because the team was committed to a delivery date, Halo 4 executive producer Kiki Wolfkill, who you who was a fucking... She was like the face of Halo 4. Kiki Wolfkill. She's, I think, um, Hawaiian? Is that her legal name? Uh, yeah. That's like a very tribal name. Good for her. I yeah. like that. Right, yeah. I, I remember she was Kiki like... Kiki Wolfkill. In the dev interviews, like, she was the face. Yeah. Like, I just remember seeing... Like, I, I she works at... I, I think she's still so on 343. this only came out four years after Halo 3? 
Yeah, because 2007 yeah. to 2011, right? This game came out in 2011, yeah, I think. Man, they really didn't let him rest long. No, they really, really didn't. didn't. That's they fun, really, like, they really kind of were like... They got right to work, yeah, realistically. They really had to. That's like, yeah, sorry, continue. Uh, yeah, so Kiki Wolfkill said that the team was forced to make necessary mistakes with the production difficulties and a team inexperienced with working together, contributing uh, to development difficulties. By the way, it's always great when you start with a release date and say, we can't miss this release date. Yeah. And then just make, like, that's, that's what Lucas idea. did with the first Phantom, like with Phantom Menace. He literally had a sign apparently up on the wall. He's like, we're meeting this date or the movie doesn't come out or something like that. Nine months before shipping, the developers restructured the game's production pipeline, gave individual teams m more control due to bottlenecks in development. With so many developers from different backgrounds, forging a common goal and company culture was different. Uh, creative director Josh Holmes recalled that the epiphany moment that... Uh, proved the team was headed in the right direction it was early in development when the team had completed a section of the game that was very traditional uh, despite positive feedback from testers 343 Industries discarded the prototype as too traditional but it felt that it showed the team could work together um, including contractors 350 people worked on the game uh, 343 Industries contracted certain Infinity and an independent video game development studio to help with the development of Halo 4 they started work on the game in early 2011 uh, certain Infinity worked alongside Bungie and 343 Industries on producing the multiplayer uh, for different uh, Halo games as well as the Forge mode and the war games um, created uh, and they co-developed war games which is the Halo 4 multiplayer mm-hmm Halo 4 and, and Combat Evolved Anniversary were both officially announced on June 6, uh, 2011 at E3 of the same year. Halo 4 uh, is the first installment of the Reclaimer Saga of Halo games, which will be ending with Infinite. Uh, the studio's creative team, which included nearly 200 people led by Josh Holmes, started developing the game as early as 2009. Prior to the game's release, Microsoft Vice President Phil Spencer, this is when Phil Spencer probably first got hired, uh, stated that the Halo franchise is the most important entertainment product in the company, which I would definitely agree with. I would say so. And that Halo 4 was the most expensive game that Microsoft had made. A demonstration of the game's campaign was first shown in E3 of 2012. The developers described it as a pivotal moment in development as it was the first time the game had been shown publicly. The positive reaction was a moral boost for the team who were unsure how the public would react. On September 26, 2012, O'Connor uh, announced the game development was complete. Okay, so 2012 it came out. Or no, then it would have came out. When did it come out then? When was like the actual release? We'll find out in a second. Sounds good. I'm sure I'll, I'll write it down. Um, also, <laughs> what else did I, I had? I had a point. And it's gone now. You can continue. Following Halo 4's announcement, O'Connor reported that both Master Chief and Cortana would go under would undergo radical changes in appearance for the game. Some of them attributed to better graphics and the others to story elements. The studio wanted Master Chief's appearance to convey a more imposing mass and weight to show that one of his characteristics is his 800-pound armor. They studied armor changes that uh, were made for Spartans in Halo Reach, which were much bulkier than renditions of previous games. Characters and concept arts began redesigning Master chief uh by creating sketches these sketches would be rendered into 3d models um during the concepting process o'connor decided it would be best uh for the franchise to explore the forerunner fiction of the halo universe which had remained largely a mystery until the, uh their involvement uh this ultimately led to the creation of the new enemy race the prometheans 
uh, the warriors of the Forerunner Empire. Given that the Forerunners themselves had never been uh, featured in previous Halo games, the designs, process, and appearance for the Prometheus was long and tedious. I will say they do look very different. Different. Yeah, you really yeah. don't feel like I, I don't. I can't think of a, a very comparable like alien even in pop culture to it. But continue. Holmes explained that one of the goals for Halo 4's campaign was to incorporate more human elements into the story. To accomplish this, the team wrote a B story that explored Master Chief's relationship with his AI partner Cortana, who would break down into a dementia-like state. Uh, the development team realized that Halo 4's narrative could be dense and hard to approach, making it inaccessible for new players. They found that incorporating such a storyline into an action game could be extremely challenging and considered dropping it due to development. I'm really glad they didn't, because it's like, I think it's one of the... I think it is the main point of the game. Is I was going to say, that, that, feels like, that feels like the A-plot, almost, in a way. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, would, I would agree. Yeah. Uh, Holmes was at, uh, adamant about including it. He took inspiration from his mother mother's battle with dementia, which he had diagnosed with near the start of the game's development. Um, this led Holmes to want to capture the emotion and tell a perfect story. The senior art director for Halo 4, Kenneth Scott, uh, he described the visual style of Halo being more ingrained in the expanded universe fiction and more mature than before. With the game's increased focus on Forerunners, the artists heavily invested the look into the feel of the Forerunner technology. The game also featured more diverse Forerunner structures, including fully activated Forerunner tech, as opposed to the mostly inert abandoned structures in the earlier games. Uh, the, co the cooperative Spartan Ops mode originally began a firefight-type mode, similar to that featured in Reach, but was composed of different objective-oriented mission types. Over the course of development, changes were made to Spartan Ops to include a narrative that would tie into Force multiplayer. I hate Spartan Ops. It sucks. Completely forgot it even existed. <laughs> British uh, record producer and composer Neil Davidge wrote the music for Halo 4. Davidge is best known for his work as a co-writer and producer for the band Massive Attack and also composed scores of numerous films. Um, Sotaro Tojima, best known for his work on Konami's Castlevania, Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriots, served as Halo 4's audio director. The team performed many live audio recording sessions, uh, several of them which in, uh, occurred in Tasmania, Australia. Um, music composer uh, Kazuma Jinochi, also formerly of Konami, joined 343 Industries during the production of Halo 4. He contributed several addi uh, additional tracks for the game, and he would later be the sole composer for Halo 5 Guardians. I have to admit, Halo 4 4's music is really good. For being, for, like... It's funny. So I actually listened to an interview with uh, Kazuma Jinochi. He did the music for one of the Metal Gear Solid spinoffs called Portable Ops. And Portable Ops is essentially like a black sheep of the Metal Gear franchise. It wasn't really made by Kojima, not well so received. it's not canon. No, it's not that it wasn't well received. It just wasn't made by him, so right. yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, so there are a few Metal Gear Solid games like that. Interesting. And he did the music for that. And he's doing the same thing here with Halo. Here's the, like... You know, the Halo music is iconic. So, yeah. like, how do you live up to like this iconic franchise? And he that was, was talking tough. about that because, like, he did the same thing with Metal Gear. It's like I have to live in the shadow of like some really good music. So that was really hard for me to like come in and like be original. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't know. Like, again, I'm not very musically tuned. I will say, like, I'm not <laughs> like I'm not listening. It's not something I unless it like really is like stunning to me or like really sticks out. I rarely notice. And I will say for this, I didn't notice too much musically like different. 
than like so out of the box that it felt different than all it's Halo just stuff not today. what has come before and that's like I, I, now that you've i feel like we do this every first episode of every game you guys mention the music i'm like all right now like, we'll actually like the main menu theme see. which isn't in the game it's a it, it, it's like a really good like i i like it i think it sure it's different but it's not you know our classic oh sure 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 it's outside the box yeah. Outside the ring, uh, towards the end of the green, uh, game, one one seven that plays in literally the last cutscene of the game. That track is awesome, green and blue. There's a few others like in the beginning. Like the music is good, and uh, I have to I have to give some props there. Well, that's good to know. So sales, uh, four grossed uh, two hundred and twenty million on its launch day, three hundred million in its opening week. The gross was a new record for the franchise, surpassing Reach. Uh, which was 200 million the first day. More than 1 million people played Halo on Xbox Live in the first 24 hours. While Halo 4 debuted at the top of the UK video game charts and became the 18th biggest launch ever in the United Kingdom. It failed to beat the week one uh, sales record of Halo 3 and Reach. US retail tracking uh, firm NPD reported that Halo 4 was the second most sold retail video game of November 2012, the third most selling retail video game of December 2012, and the third most sold retail video game of the year. In the United States, Halo 4 became the best-selling Microsoft Studio title for the sales counted during the respective launch years. In 2012, Halo 4 was the third most played game on Xbox Live. And it was released again. Xbox 360, November 6, 2012, on the Master Chief Collection, um, November 11th, 2014, and then added to the PC version on November 17th, two, uh, 2020. So that was very recently. Oh, shit. So, Trio, what are your memories with Halo 4, if you have any? Not a ton. I remember everyone talking about, like, I remember everyone being very pumped, and I remember going to, like, the midnight release for it. And I remember Were you this. there with me? Why well, was it? I think so. at least I'm pretty confident I was there. It was one Lawrence, of the uh, Lawrence Park, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm pr- I don't remember going with you, but I was there. I, I was there maybe with I'm, maybe, I, maybe I'm confusing for a different Halo. But anyways, I remember being very hyped. I remember everyone being excited. I remember they were making some changes I wasn't so big about that felt a little bit Call of Duty E at the time in the multiplayer sure. where sure. when it came to loadouts and stuff like that. Oh yeah, but um. Overall, I just remember not much, to be honest. Like, I don't remember it really sticking out to me. I don't remember the, the campaign hitting me necessarily hard. Yeah. Um, this time around, I'm actually, I mean, I'm enjoying it more than I was expecting. I and, and, I, and I would agree. And I think one of the biggest things I was like, I feel like I'm like, I don't think I shit. I think I shit on this game a little too hard. Sure. Maybe five. Who knows? When Maybe we get five there. has just tainted our our thought process right. so much. What's that? What's that? Is it not the Mandela effect? What's is is it the Mandela effect? No, the Mandela effect's like when like it's like it like the Bernstein or Bernstein bears or whatever. Like there's like, right, yeah. but like what's the thing where like you think like you just start thinking differently because of something? Like even in though, a fr- like like a later movie in a franchise just or, or not movie everything. Just ta- yeah, like right. taints. I mean, yeah, I will say for like. Game of Thrones, like that entire series is tainted because of the ending for me. Sure, for the most sure. part. Like, I mean, that's a good yeah. example, but like, yeah, I'm trying to. Th- I know, there, but a, more of like a, when you come to a franchise of something like a movie or game franchise, I get what I know what you mean. I remember that midnight launch though. It was it was the last one of the Lawrence Park GameStop in uh, Broomall, PA, yeah. in Delaware County. Um, it was one good? of the last big midnight launches. I think one of the last one was like Fallout Four, and I think Kingdom Hearts Three. GTA 3 was... 4? Cr- no, I'm sorry. Whoa. 
GTA Five was insane. I at bet. Lawrence Park Shopping Center. It was wrapped around to like the shop right. I could only imagine the- what Halo 3's midnight launch was. And again, we're not in digital age yet. I think no, you can only true, get games true. physically. I don't think digital games are a thing yet. At Halo 4? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think I think they might I think you might have been able to, but I feel like barely it, anyone was. Right. It wasn't. Yeah, it was a like thing. at the cusp. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. At the dawn. Yeah, but I remember that midnight. Matt Spurrier won the uh Halo 4 countdown to midnight timer. He yeah. got that. And he had it for a while and he fucking tossed it. And I what wanted was it? it. It was so in GameStop they had a like standee a yeah, like with a timer, a timer counting yeah. down and he won it. And then he, he doesn't know what he did with it. No, he got his mom got rid of it. And I'm like, dude, uh, I would have taken yeah. that. I was like, and he, I, I, I always asked him about it. I'm like, what are you doing with that clock? Dude? He's like, hey, it's my, I'm just, I'm hanging with it. What? That's funny. Yeah, but, um, yeah. I, I like, I, I remember playing Halo 4, but, like, doesn't stand out. Right. Really it's doesn't. not, not every multiplayer game can stand out. Yep. But let's jump. Even just the campaign, though, for me. Like, I don't really remember a ton at all. Like, there's some cutscenes in this where I'm like, oh, what? Yeah. So let's jump into our first cutscene, our prologue level, um, which shows Dr. Halsey being interrogated by a shadowy figure about Spartan 2 program, specifically Master Chief. Tell me about the children. Dr. Halsey. You already know everything. You kidnapped them. Children's minds are more easily accepting of indoctrination. Their bodies more adaptable to augmentation. The result was the ultimate soldier. And because of our success, when the Covenant invaded, we're ready. Dr. Halsey, you're bending history for your own favor, and you know it. You developed the Spartans to crush human rebellion, not to fight the government. When one human world after another fell, when my Spartans were all that stood between humanity and extinction, nobody was concerned about why they were originally built. So you feel in the end your choices were justified. My work saved the human race. 
Do you think the Spartans' lack of basic humanity helped? What are you after? The others before you were naval intelligence, but you... You're something else. Records show Spartans routinely exhibited mildly sociopathic tendencies. Difficulty with socialization and The records show efficient behavior operating in hazardous situations. I supplied the tools to maintain that efficiency. Do you believe the Master Chief succeeded because he was, at his core, broken? What does John have to do with this? You want to replace him? The Master Chief is dead. His file reads, missing in action. Catherine. Spartans never die. Your mistake is seeing Spartans as military hardware. My Spartans are humanity's next step. Our destiny as a species. Do not underestimate them. But most of all, do not underestimate him. This has been the cutscene that I've been talking about. No, it's a great cutscene. Since like we started. And it's it's interesting. I like I like they really tee up the fact that like the this is gonna Spartans be about Master Chief. Yeah, it's it's more it's not about him fighting, it's about how he became not how he became who he is, but how yeah, who kind he, of who, who he is, it, why it's, he it's is. It's not about the rank, it's about the man. Who is the Master Chief? Like for once we're sitting here and looking at him as a person. He not talks more in this, I think, first level. He talks a lot than he does in I want to say the first two Halo games. I think the whole series. Yeah, maybe even the whole. But series. like yeah. again, it's not it, because this one's about him. No, that just what further I, exemplifies. It. I, I think you're correct, yeah. but I don't think it's uncharacteristic of Master Chief. I think it's just enough. No, to where I don't it's think like it, this. It's like oh, like imagine if he was like having like real conversation. No, I it's agree. Like, it's this more. Is weird. It's more noticed. It's just. It's just such a stark difference that it's just noticeable. But like, like whereas in the first ones, he literally said maybe four to five lines in the entire series. Yeah, six, seven lines. But it, what like, he's saying is very mission focused. No, he's on, no, he's it on doesn't track. feel. Like I'm not saying we're disagreeing. Yeah, 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 I feel yeah. like you. Th- I feel like your inflection yeah, yeah, no, it sounds yeah. like we're d- disagreeing. But we're agreeing. Yeah. And it's just like, and I'm like, what he's saying. I'm like, I, you know, he's just talking to Cortana. It's just he's him and him. No, it's just yeah. those two. Who like, else would he be communicating to? Right. Yeah. Maybe he just feels like maybe he thinks he can be more open with Cortana. Maybe he talks more because it's just her. Absolutely. You know. I and I and again we're looking. You know, this this dude. We never really find out who he is. It's just the fact that like let's set that let's let's put on what the table about we're gonna what we're the story we're gonna tell you. I feel like we've talked about this before, but do you think we're seeing his face in Infinite? It's it's hard to say. I really don't know. It's really, I really hard don't to say because like yeah. I don't like I'm I'm part of me is like they're totally gonna do that. Yeah. I still, I was thinking the other day, the campaign should be called Halo 6. The multiplayer should be called Infinite. I could get behind that. Like, it, that's because just, <laughs> I need that. I kind of want to see that 6. After we've, we've been one, we've been Halo 2, 3, 4, 5. I want to see that 6 on the title. Anyways. Yeah, I, I, I love this cutscene, man. It's just no, it's re- awesome. really digging into um, Master Chief as a person. It's like, because okay, you're really not is Master Chief broken? Yeah. Are we, like, they're also asking us. No, yeah, exactly. Like, it's like, why does he work? Why do is Master Chief broken? Like, is this guy like like a mess? And is it? Is I mean, that he, why he, he, he works? kind of is like a more he's a toned down Doom Soldier, in a lot of like in the way of like he's not aggressive. He's not aggressive. He's not like it's I mean, not he like, is no he is but like not it's, verbally. 
not even verbally, but not even just in the way he acts very strategically. He's very to the point, but not like over, like overly brutal or anything. He is tactical, and it's just interesting to see. And I mean, yeah, we barely know anything. I mean, but we know his name. So, John, do, yeah. do you think Master Chief is broken? I don't know. I don't. I think. <laughs> I, just put you, I just put you. No, I just put you. I guess like that's just. I guess it's up to the, to the, uh, in the eye of the beholder. I think he is he broken he if is. he's if he is doing what he was intended to do. Hmm. No, no, I don't know. I don't. But like again, I like we'll get to the, again, end, the end of this like game where Lasky tells him, and then he's like, I feel like by the end of this game, you can kind of make a better decision. But like as of this point in the campaign, I couldn't tell you because okay. I don't know. Maybe, about maybe I'll ask you again. At yeah. the end. I don't know much about John One One Seven except that he's a pretty big badass, and yeah, he was in, and he was injected right. with a ton of chemicals I'm, to make I, him a. And I will say a when they're talking badass. what a giant badass. <laughs> he's a giant, giant badass. badass. Um, and I do think they when they were talking about that like imposing force of the of the Spartans, they definitely get that for sure. Force. For like sure, with the way he walks up on the admiral, and yeah. admiral's like. Oh hey! And now like, we're getting the real scale of Spartans. No, it's true. Like this you know? feels like how it should like because you are taller in the old, like we said in the old ones, but not to, like they're kind of like on your at, at Chief's nose. Now they're at his chest. Yeah, now like, he's he is like, like looking down, and and you know the the new does, suit I think does something for that. It as does. Well. It's a bit of bulk. He feels like a walking tank, and but not like Hulk tank, like. Just soldier tank. I don't know how to describe. <laughs> just it. like not a big tank, but like a normal size. A tactical tank. <laughs> yeah, I'll um, we'll get to, we'll get to that at the end. Well, because that last cutscene does the same thing. It kind of uh, Lasky kind of uh, makes him think about things. Um, but yeah, again, we're not getting that inner monologue. It is it is hard to answer. And even think at this point in the game, going through five, it's like I don't know what Master Chief thinks about. I have absolutely that's going no idea. On. You don't really no know. Idea. That's really interesting. You play though, as him twice. I mean, sure, but like, it, like what? What main character have you been this this long that you really don't know but that's what because he's thinking? He was originally intended to just be kind of a blank slate, right? Too. Like, but I think that's a, even more interesting. Well, now they can build on top of that and give they they do they have they have ample minds to look for Orin, and I think they will figure it out. So let's get to our first level, Dawn. Synopsis. After four years adrift in space, Cortana awakes Master Chief to investigate a disturbance on the forward unto dawn. 2557, four years after the Halo event. As a large part uh, comes into closer view, uh, the name forward unto dawn becomes visible. An automated message is playing. Can you read this? Mayday, mayday, mayday. This is UNSC FFG 201 forward unto dawn requesting immediate evac. Survivors aboard. Prioritization code prioritization code victor 05-3-sierra117 the scene shifts through the ship and several ship parts are seen floating around um we get to the core room which starts shaking suddenly a visible scan line that appears to move through the ship uh scrambling some of the still uh active electronics comes through the scene continues to move uh, as we get to the cryo room. A bright blue light is visible at the far end of the room. The light source is shown to be a sphere of blue light on an AI pedestal. As the ship shakes again, the sphere uh, disappears and a blue light shines on the pedestal, replacing uh, replaced by a figure of Cortana sitting. Cortana gasps and looks around, stands up um, in front and in front of her with the words UNSC visible on the top left. Uh, she starts moving things around. Cortana begins searching desperately and shaking her head and looking visibly scared. She reaches a status report. 
with red circles outlining hull breaches. Um, she then brings up the cryostasis control. One of the sections shows Master Chief's Mjolnir armor. Uh, Cortana presses the command to reactivate uh, after some consideration. The status update with the words uh, activate come up. She closes her eyes and turns to John's cryotube. Wake up, Chief. I need you. You're Master Chief. Ugh. <laughs> Chief, easy. You've been out for a while. Where are we? We're still adrift on the dawn. Why did you wake me? Hang on. Bring your systems up now. I rewrote your suit's firmware while you were out. You've been busy. Activating ship's uh, gravitation. Uh, activating the ship's gravity generators. Uh, and all the shit that's floating around falls to the ground. Partial systems restoration. Initialized systems. Diagnostic. Chief, look up. You need to pull the release level. Or you, you need to pull the manual release. And that is pretty much our tutorial. Tutorials are gone. No, <laughs> the thing of the past. John looks up and pulls the cryotube's manual release lever. Cryotube opens. John steps out and walks over to the hollow tank that Cortana is occupying. Uh, yeah, and I wrote short tutorial. Yep. Uh, seems like old times. Ready to get back to work? I thought you'd never ask. John pulls Cortana out of the hollow tank, inserts him into a neural interface. John picks up a assault rifle and is ready for combat. What do you think of our new suit? Looks good. Doesn't look... I mean, it looks... bit Again, I feel like we kind of talked about it before. It looks big and imposing and pretty sweet. Pretty rad. Looks like Master Chief's armor, but with a little bit more pizzazz going on. I, I really like this look. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of almost like... I'm like, our you know, our, our infinite look is very much a going back to the Halo 3 look, but with yeah. like some modifications. But I, I, I don't know. I, uh, I, I kind of... So this is still Mjolnir Mark 7. Yeah. Same suit, Generation 2. Okay, so is the idea she like upgraded it while he was in cryosleep or something? There's lore. <laughs> There's lore for it. I was yeah. like, yes, there is something. So, as of 2552, the UNSC developed nanotechnologies designed to perform repairs on Mjolnir armor while Spartan occupant rested in cryosleep. Given enough time in the hands of a capable, smart AI, these nanomachines are capable of completely overhauling a suit. Um, and that is exactly what Cortana does to Chief's Mark. Sorry, I think I said seven. I said Mark Six armor. So she like remakes it. I have four years. It's a lot of time. I, no, I but buy so it. how does she have the nano? Like where are the nanobots are on the ship? Or on him in his suit? Oh, or, so she reforms it. <laughs> Definitely feels like all right. Well, we gotta write this fucking excuse for him to have new armor. Yeah, because it doesn't nanobots. Make any sense. <laughs> no, it's fine. I, that works. That's fine. It's a fucking sci-fi. So I think universe. I think one of the first things I realized, like, getting out, like, the movement. It's so much faster. Yeah, it is. It's much faster. I mean, even sprinting Halo, has become, yeah, just normal. Not Halo 3. Halo Reach to this. You're just so much faster. I agree. Um, if you notice, as we, we move forward, you can kind of go down, and there's a terminal that recaps Halo I hit one, one of them by accident, and I was like, what is happening here? And then I was like, oh, this is one of the terminals. I didn't realize, like, what I was looking at. Yeah, so this one, me. this one, like, isn't as, like, the normal ones, it, it, like, with, like, you know, the different cutscenes. Sure, It sure. just kind of is, like, you know, September 13th, 2552, Master Chief and the UNSC, Pillar Forward on the Oh, so it literally just recaps. Right. It's very secondary. But I guess it's like, okay, like, if you're a fucking noob and haven't played any Halo game, here's your, here's your update. Honestly, burn your disc and... Get the fuck off that console. Master Chief maneuvers down many hallways. How long was I out? Four years, seven months, ten days. Someone should have found us by now. 
John enters a circular room with a center console displaying a holographic uh, replication of the Dawn's predicted drift course, showing uh, the ship being pulled uh, toward a red icon. Suddenly, a large orange wave of energy scans the ship. Uh, and then we move towards the observation deck via an elevator shaft. John manages to climb uh, up the elevator after falling for some debris. Um, after stepping into an opening in the next level at the top of the shaft, a Shanghili with an energy sword emerges from the smoke. John blocks the sword strike, punches it in the side of the head, and then grabs its jaw and throws it. <laughs> I thought we had a truce with the Covenant. A lot can happen in four years. Either way, he's probably not alone. We should be careful. We continue the observation deck. We counter a new faction of Covenant with a new look and weapons. Um, so this new f Covenant faction is called, well, it's essentially Julmandama's Covenant. There really is no difference. It's like a leftover group of the Covenant that emerged in the wake of the Human Covenant War um, with the downfall of the original Empire um, and this, the disappearance of the Sansuyum. Um, founded by Supreme Commander Jewel Mandama, who's not referenced in Halo 4 at all, all Spartan Ops story. Uh, so, like, that name never comes up. I'm not mm. even going to go over who he is. Doesn't really matter. Interesting. Um, his faction considers itself to be more, a legitimate successor to the original Covenant, and thus the faction is known by its followers as simply the Covenant. Although mm. the faction is generally recognized as an attempt, an attempted Shanghili recreation of the original, its members are identified as terrorists by the UNSC, and the organization itself is regarded as close to a religious cult as opposed to a fully-fledged empire like the Covenant. What do you think about their new redesign? They do look a lot different. I will say I didn't really notice. Okay. <laughs> like I really I thought the I thought the grunts looked like they seemed pretty similar and like in in as like I don't know like the, I don't know I really didn't notice. Much. I mean they look similar but like their armors like like neck. Ne next time you kill one, look. I, I will have to take it. Like real com quick compared game. to that Halo Three Elite design, like that word that was like uh, it reminded me of more like. I guess it reminded me of Reaches, somewhat, in, in certain ways. But then, I I don't know. I'd have to really take a look at them. I, I, okay. I kind of shot them and moved on. <laughs> so, speaking of shooting them, uh, one of the new epi uh, episodes, one of the new weapons we'll get is the Storm Rifle. The T-55 Directed Energy Rifle, uh, or the Storm Rifle, is an evolution of the standard plasma rifle uh, and served various infantry during the violent Sanghili Civil conflicts that followed the human covenant war one thing i noticed a lot of the guns that were added in these uh, games not as much lore and as information as as like uh, the, original the original stuff, stuff yeah mm -hmm. there is a lot like maybe this is from the halo bible has to be I because think, uh, yeah. dude like for the for like the assault rifle like the they would talk about the design like the manufacturer the gun, like, like, and, like all yeah, this like, information was, yeah, and for this it it's like yeah, this it was is the weapon. This it, this storm rifle is the evolution of the plasma rifle. That's it. Like that's all it's there. But I mean, again, I guess that makes it like because then you go to the plasma rifle to figure out well what was the plasma rifle then? You know, almost. So that kind of does make sense. But Cortana will chime in with good news. These Covenant aren't outfitted like standard military. It's possible we just came across a rogue salvage ship. Well, Cortana, you're wrong. The blast shields open, Classic. and the uh, Covenant feet consisting of several CRS-class light cruisers are seen holding position in front of the Dawn. A mysterious planet can be seen in the background. A formation of banshees fly close to the observation deck windows and flies away. So the Covenant just dissip dissipated after the Human Covenant War, and those alien species just went back to being their own things so like the singheli are cool with for the most part with humans yes and like brutes are fucked 
but like brutes are fucked. And brutes are fucked. And <laughs> until until Halo, I would Infinite. be racist to some brutes or to some brutes. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if anyone has a grudge, it's the brutes. Yeah. But um, yeah, I like it's it's a splinter faction. I think yeah, it's no, simple I mean, to say. It's sense. like, hey, there's some co- there's some covenant members who still right, want they the They really covenant. don't want like you get past this first level of some covenant people, and then for the most part, like then at, all of a sudden Cortana's like. They're working with the forerunner, so then that's kind of it. Like it's yeah, just like, no, yeah, it like, really. I, I I think there's just like we've they had were like we're done with the covenant. We've had yeah. like five five games about the covenant. I think they just this like is, it's no. We don't there. need to go over this no, again. I agree. Which which I agree. It's I can it, appreciate. It, I mean, the, they look different, but in all intents and purposes, they're the they're same. The covenant, yeah. You know, they're the, the good old covenant we know and love. Mm-hmm. And then Cortana goes, oh, or we might have stumbled upon the entire covenant fleet. Maybe they haven't recognized us. That's one possibility. Didn't the ship's sensors say we still had weapon system online? Yes, but since the ship is torn in half, we can't access the weapon stations. Uh, we'll have to fire them manually from the outer hall. So John enters the elevator, rides it down a few floors, and opens up to another hallway, fights some Covenant, and then eventually reaches this, a stairway. That Covenant cruiser's shields are down. Assuming they don't raise them, that missile's going to be a heck of a surprise. These Covenants seem to be more fanatical than the ones we fought before. Yeah, so John, I think, like, as we walk down, John says that. That does like, feel like a bit of right. expository. Like, well, these don't seem like... They're not the like... Same. They're yeah, not they're like not the, the old Covenant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't think that's... That's exactly what I think that line is for. It's just to tell you that there's a difference between the guys you're fighting yeah. now. And then, and then, like we just said, that's it. They never really... That's there's like, no, there's no exposition let's on, continue. on the Covenant. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah. Uh, Cortana says, the auxiliary launch station should be on your left... Uh, out the air docks and then the reason i included this is for the first time we see uh, cortana go rampant and in a distorted way she says you'll have to prime the launch ignition cortana it's nothing just get to the launch station so yeah very slight sign cortana's rampant and uh she's chief obviously does not know that yet um the airlock doors open revealing the dawn has moved closer to the mysterious planet um i'm sorry uh did i miss it orbiting forerunner planet at some point one thing at a time. <laughs> Ma- again, Master Chief, very chatty. Not much, but chatty. No, because I do feel like I feel like in that in Halo one through three, I don't think he necessarily would have even said anything back. No, he wouldn't. Yeah, like I think he was. Like, no. Yeah. Uh, John makes his way over to the launch station, encountering uh, some elites, some jackals, some grunts. You this know, this is the you same voice actor, right? Yeah, play no Chief? voice yeah, actor no changes. Change. Yeah, okay, yep. that's what I thought. All right. uh, it's um. Jen Taylor, I think, is the he name does of have Cortana. Such an interesting, and like, John, is it is it John Steve Downs is Master Chief. His Master Chief, the voice is really tough. I feel like to it's almost like a bit of a flat. At the, it's like a short, I don't even know how to recreate. Uh, yeah, it. it. Yeah, I would it's agree. interesting. Yeah. yeah, John eventually reaches the launch controls and activates them. Launch initiated. The silo door on the far side opens. Uh, missiles rise, preparing to launch. One of the blast doors is jammed. Uh, Master Chief eventually goes over to it. And forces the blast doors open. Uh, he pushes and then kicks the blast door to its proper position. And Cortana says, "You did it! Get back!" The missile, la- <laughs> the missile launches, destroying the cruiser, which is charging its energy projector. The cruiser shatters into pieces, and the debris drifts over the dawn. Suddenly, an orange light from the planet scans John, Chief. The Covenant weren't the ones scanning us. A circular opening on the planet begins to open, emitting a bright blue light. So now we can worry about that giant metal planet, right? 
Everything floating outside is pulled toward the planet. We've got to hurry. The second we cross the dome's event horizon, its atmosphere is going to tear us apart. Where are the closest escape pods? Aft vehicle bay. I'm tagging the closest airlock. Go. Uh, we head to the airlock. Um, as John makes it to the vehicle bay, one of the doors uh, is ripped out and the room is depressurized. Chief! John tries to hold onto the door but can't. He manages to grab hold of a railing. Hold on! The railing eventually gets pulled out. John is pulled out of the ship and into the, deb the debris fields. Covenant ships are also being pulled into the planet. We're caught in the gravity well. Can you keep track of the escape pods? Negative. Look out. John <laughs> continues to drift through the debris. One of the debris, the Dawn's debris, hits a cruiser and causes an explosion of a Covenant warship. John drifts through the hole in the cruiser. The explosion left. Suddenly, a piece of debris flies at John and the screen cuts to black. We got our title card. I I thought the title card was a no, little it's awkward. Good. No, uh, you thought it was awkward. I actually, <laughs> yeah. I, it felt, I was like, I don't remember that. <laughs> I didn't remember it either. But I mean, I don't know. It didn't feel. It didn't. I feel no, like that was a lot of that. Like you see that a lot more in current day games now. The kind cards? of title reveal like that. Like I, I find like. Um, I know. I feel like Assassin's Creed would always do. Always it. has done it. They'd always have like the you do the pro like the preamble and yeah. then you and then it would pan up and you'd see the Assassin's Creed thing. But no, I don't know. It didn't really bother me. Our next level, Requiem, the second campaign level of Halo 4. Having survived the destruction of the Dawn, Master Chief and Cortana search her way off the mysterious Forerunner planet. Open to the debris field of the Dawn. Uh, I see what you did, sorry. <laughs> no, was, yeah, my fault. I was confused. Yeah. Open to debris field of the Dawn and a fireball falling to Requiem. Cut to black and the debris and the fireball impact on the ground. Fades into the wreckage in the area. Seen pans through an assault rifle on the ground with John next to it. He, his hand stirs and tightens. There are numerous man-sized shards of debris covering John's chest. He shoves them off and looks around. He sits up and grabs his rifle. Where are we? Checking coordinate impact data. In a rampant state... We have asked you to give up your family, your childhood, your future. John shakes his head in confusion and pulls out a data crystal chip containing Cortana out of his helmet. Cortana's avatar appears. Cortana? I'm sorry. It's the crash. I'm, I'm fine. Something was wrong before we left the dawn. In a distorted way? Chief? Really? I'm fine. Cortana. I was put into service eight years ago. Eight years? AIs deteriorate after seven, Chief. Halsey. Chief. We need to find Halsey. Chief, please. She made you. She could fix you. I won't recover from rampancy, Chief. If we could just get back to Earth and find Halsey, she could fix this. Don't make a girl a promise you can't keep. Oh! There's the line. Uh, like, and, uh, Chief, instantly. Instantaneously. It does feel like kind of a... I need to save you. It, it, I, I know, I do appreciate it. It does feel like a bit of an on-the-nose type of, like, we're starting again. You know what I mean? Like, it's started. It's, what do you fine. mean? Because like, like, that's what it was. That was at the beginning. That was, like, at the, or is that the second one? At the end of the second one when uh, Chief says that to the Cortana. What do you mean? Isn't this, don't make a girl promise. Doesn't she say that in the other games before? In, in two, when he puts her that's in what the I thought. thing yeah, and he yeah, says yeah, he's going to okay. come back to her. I think it's great. No, I think it, it works. Absolutely. It says, you know, that line is yeah. so, so iconic, I, th I feel. Um, yeah, and, like, Chief instantly, like, you know, having like, Let's the, go. the attachment, the relationship is like, no, we need to fix you. Like, Halsey's alive. Like, we'll go find her. We'll fix this. It is funny how, like, a game like this will keep his helmet on the entire time. 
and a movie would never do that. Like, I think you, this is like the second do, time you said that. It's so just, yeah. I know. It's it just, is it's weird. Interesting. No, it's interesting. Because you literally just have to read into him, especially Halo, in this. If Halo was made today, I don't think that would happen. I don't think it would happen as much either. I think that was more of a product of the time where they're like, well, we don't want to have I mean, to I mean, like, look, like, you have Doom Guy who doesn't take off his helmet. But no, it's, that's true. Doom Guy's but, like, a different that character. was a different precedent, for yeah, sure. Different, yeah, different character. I mean, again, based off an old yeah. game, so maybe maybe not. All um, right, the uh, duo stops and looks up as they hear a Covenant aircraft fly over them, a Phantom escorted by two Banshees fly over them at high speed. Cortana says, we need to move. In the ruins, we can find weapons as well as a terminal and Covenant Covenant stragglers. There's really a lot of interactables in this area if you take the time to kind of look through. If the player finds a Battle.net access point uh, aboard the crashed Lich dropship, which remains online, uh, the, uh, Cortana says the console still got some power in it. And if you activate the terminal, she says the communication is being broadcast to all Covenant in the area. Let me put uh, let me put it through translation. And she says non-believers walk the sacred ground, purge the heretics so they, they do not foul the air of paradise the time has come to enter the great light the promethean awakening is nigh a reward is at hand sounds like the covenant we're looking for something it's the covenant aren't they always looking for something <laughs> I actually but like that, that is if good. the players proceed to walk up the cliff on the side um the other side of the crevasse is a malfunctioning covenant console that can be found uh on the second lich and the terminal says Didact and Cortana says, "What is that, Chief? Is that a terminal? Is it still active? Uh, you can go up and touch it." And Cortana says, "The Covenant have been broadcasting that from an equidistant orbit orbit every thirty minutes for the last three years. They've been waiting outside this planet for three years. Apparently, they couldn't get in. Uh, we find this isn't like an official terminal, but it's like a recording that's just like on loop, hmm. and it says, "System, Catherine Halsey, research expert." Excerpt uh, 11, uh, February 2550. And Dr. Halsey says, The interesting factor here isn't the H1 dis uh, disabled the viral termination code I implanted in, in her matrix. These metrics imply its success wasn't just unlikely, but the even the accepted seven-year life cycle estimated may not apply. Uh, thus, thus far, I've determined that the unique circumstances of her creation have triggered what I can only refer to as a recessive variant in the AI seed. As her, as her architect, I'm currently at a loss to the origins of this rogue element. Very curious. So, Halsey is basically saying maybe Cortana applying to that seven-year life cycle for an AI doesn't apply to her. Interesting. Um, we find also the saw in this area, which is like the fucking greatest... Probably Left the best map. gun introduced in this series. <laughs> yeah. And like this it's reclaimer awesome. stuff. Yeah. You want to read this? Sure. Is this in infinite? This all? Good question. I don't believe. I don't Actually, be I don't know. It might be. Uh, the M739 light machine gun, also known as the saw, uh, the squad automatic weapon, is used as in heavy, in heavy engagement where sustained or suppressive fire is required. That's it. Like I said, short fucking weapon. It's just stuff. a big old fucking heavy machine it's an, gun. It's an LMG. It's a yeah. saw. Yeah. You know, like we have our standard M249 saw. That's yeah. what saw stands for, squad automatic weapon, which mm. is interesting. Um, we move forward to our first vista of Requiem as the song of the same name plays in the background. So, yeah, we get to that. We see fucking, you know, the Requiem. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So, exactly. Not that music, but exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, what is Requiem? Uh, it's also known as Shield 0001 and was a micro Dyson sphere in which the Erdidact was imprisoned by the librarian. 
Uh, Requiem was a massive forerunner shield world that was used as a military and research facility. Um, it consisted of a large metal outer shell with several large entrances, uh, entrance apertures. With this shell was another within this shell was another planetoid this planetoid had a terraformed surface that was habitable um and eventually we'll get in a warthog and we'll reach the forerunner station uh and enter it after you know we're killing covenant and we're doing all sorts of shit um john enters another canyon with a citadel like structure as its back wall he faces various covenant forces and he reaches the top where the where he kills a cloaked sanghealy zealot and cortana says that elite dropped his camo module let's see let's have a look oh yeah his camo, camo module, module that we've seen in all the other games <laughs> thanks cortana <laughs> you fucking idiot <laughs> it, like, i don't know it would be funny if she was like it would be a little bit more <laughs> canon if she was like hmm chief he just dropped something what is that and then she goes like oh it's a it's oh, a camo camo we, module. We could probably retroactively fit this to yours. Like, come on. And no. she does say, we'll run a patch with your suit's fanware. Who knows? It might come in handy. Yeah. Well, this is the intro to armor abilities. Not going to go in depth, just like I did with Reach. What the armor abilities are in this game are active camo, auto sentry, hard light shield, holographic decoy, jetpack, Promethean vision, regen field, and thruster pack. A lot of returns. And then I think there's like hard light shields kind of new it's not armor lock anymore yeah Again. that's like the promethean shield right basically what they uh, yeah what do you what's your opinions on those none i like promethean vision that I one was a cool one likes promethean but vision. of course because it like it's i feel like it's a bit almost it was op in the multiplayer. i feel like it was op probably op in the multiplayer i mean it's it's a nice little addition i think for the campaign um jetpack's always fun there's what's the thruster pack it's uh is it a literally dodge. like a dodge one? I forgot yeah. about that one. Huh. Um yeah, auto sentry, who gives a fuck? Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Fun stuff. It adds a bit of flavor, but not I'm not using them enough to really notice. Yeah, it's funny. I'm like, don't care. I just don't and care. And it's funny because they did introduce them in Reach. Which right. is like and I guess they were like, Well, let's we like that. But it's funny. I think the way that they're treating it with like in Halo Infinite with the new equipment is a lot better. Yeah, I, I will agree. say I like it a lot more. But yeah, we got the grapple hook and the the, the pushback thing. Yeah, like the re repulsor, I think it's called. And I'm like, I guess it literally. Just, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And then the and then we have a shield. Oh yeah, overshield. And then they're active just, camo and they're stuff. Just, they're just bringing and it back to, like the to way equipment. Like, yeah. the the equipment system from three. They're just kind of retooling. It's funny, I don't even really remember the equipment system from three. I oh, I guess with like the bubble the shields and yeah, yeah, dot dot dot. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's continue. Read the in betweens. A door opens and John enters the elevator. There's that phantom signal again. Come uh, in, UNSC. Chief. I heard some I heard something that time. <laughs> John proceeds into a large room. Small pillars rise from the ground as a Oh my god, that was bad. I could not get out. John proceeds into a large room. Small pillars rise from the ground and a group of sentinels appear. Sentinels? I wondered when they'd show up. <laughs> a small alcove can be found beneath the main path. A hovering sculpture lies inside, carved in the shape of an, an, a ubiquitous forerunner symbol uh, and covered with glyphs, which can be examined by the player. What does it say? Guardianship for all living things lies with those whose evolution is most complete. The mantle of responsibility shelters all. Very interesting. Maybe but it won't get us home. John is fixated. No, he's like, let's get the he fuck out of here. He doesn't give a shit. You know, you think yeah. you're like, you're, you're a forerunner, like, planet. 
Well, Master Chief hasn't been awake for four fucking years, and he doesn't give a shit but about he's got any his of this. Me- but he's got his mission. That's the thing. Right. Like, that's that's yeah, what I'm like, saying. Yeah, exactly, like, he yeah. doesn't care about any no, of yeah. this stuff. As long as there's nothing to be... Yeah, there's nothing you, really scary. What do you think? Because like, usually your protagonist would be like, whoa, check all this out. Yeah, like, sort of. But that's again, not like, that reaction. doesn't feel... But like again, that feels very in line with Master Chief to me. No, I, I yeah, agree. Like, so I guess it doesn't... It's cool. I, I think it's very in character, I would say, for him. Uh, John explores the room and approaches the cartographer and inserts Cortana's data crystal chip into it. He looks up at the hologram of Requiem appears uh, as it appears over the cartographer. It's a localized site cartographer. Hmm. Okay. In service of the Forerunner Shield World designated Requiem. Requiem? At least we know where we are now. Let's see if I... Let's see if it could tell us uh, what the Covenant is so interested in. Again, that's one of those lines where I'm like, we get it. You don't like there's like we know <laughs> like this is the uh, f- act of okay in service of the forerunner shield war designated requiem. He's like, okay, just in case you didn't get that, we're on requiem. <laughs> like I don't I've seen that in movies before. Like it's like right. it just doesn't they feel like natural it. dialogue. Yeah. It's almost like I forget there's something in like Aquaman where it was like it just it was so Trench. funny to me. Well, it was it was Amber Heard. She's like she's like it's your half brother King Orm. You wouldn't say that. You say it's your, your brother. Like you're not going. Like, yeah, that's like the two descriptive. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like he doesn't have the context. <laughs> to like, yeah, realize who he, exactly. Right. The hologram flickers into a red icon momentarily and disappears. Yeah, so that's the didact symbol comes up. We activate the two nodes and reach the cartographer once again. While doing this, we'll reach we'll reach static messages. Uh, oh, while doing this, we'll reach static messages from the UNSC Infinity. Infinity static, eight three three static. <laughs> Is that the same signal? Yes. Mayday, mayday, mayday. UNSC AI Cortana to Infinity. Please respond. No response. But judging from the strength of that signal, Infinity has to be close by. The cartographer should be back online. Uh, we may be able to use it to track the ship's location. Cortana's avatar now appears over the console. A holographic control panel appears in front of her. She presses it, but it responds with an error sound and starts flickering red. The hologram of, Re- the hologram of Requiem flickers red as well. Cortana tries again and again and finally succeeds. Numerous red circles appear on the surface of Requiem's hologram. The cartographer keeps acting like a transmission is coming from everywhere on the planet at once. It doesn't want to triangulate Infinity's signal. Requiem's hologram flickers red once again, and all of the red circles disappear. Instead, a red sphere appears at the center of the hologram. Oh, wait. I got it. That can't be right. Scan again. We've already passed through one layer of the planet's surface. It's not crazy to think someone else made it deeper inside than we did. You mean this planet is hollow? Let me see if I can figure a way out to reach these coordinates that doesn't involve us digging a really big hole. A map appears. There's a terminus at the far side of the complex. We can portal to the planet's core from from there. So you know what's so funny about this? I was like, man, this is reminding me of Doom. Like the newest one. Really? And I was like, oh, no, Doom reminded me of that. Like, the way you go through the portals and, like, just the way, like, those certain setups, I was like, feels like they might have taken a bit of a... Doom might have... Might have taken a bit of... Uh, inspo? Inspo. For in some, but, again, it's like, it's just the fact that you're this guy in a big green armor suit and you're going through these portals that are kind of similarly set up. <laughs> I don't know. It just was interesting. Okay. But uh, Cortana looks at John. No, in my head. Yeah. Cortana looks at John and looks back at the cartographer. What? I don't know. 
If we have a, a shot of getting you back to the infinity, we are taking it. Cortana looks at him and nods anxiously. Okay. John, re John retrieves Cortana's data chip, turns away from the cartographer, and the cartographer emits an error sound. Again, while the hologram of Requiem flickers to a red icon. John is in inside a small room with a door at the back and a four... And four. And four hard light shields uh, on a raised platform at the center. Let's get to that terminus and find Infinity. What do you know about Infinity? Not much, but she was supposed to be uh, a massive ship, but the project was only in prototype when we left. Sometime later, as we progress toward the terminus fighting the Covenant... Any observations? Not really, for me, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, so my observations was the hunters have a lot more weight. They do, Once well, you fight them, they're fucking, like, the way they Well, they I think slam, they have a lot more reach, even, with their slams and such. Like, they're a lot harder to dodge. I think their movement just feels more natural. Like they It feels more weighty, for sure. Like, and it, like, yeah, yeah, you feel the inertia. Yeah, the, sure, the inertia, big word. Mm -hmm. uh, we, <laughs> we come across our first terminal. Uh, this terminal opens with the Forerunner ship scanning and destroying a human ship contained, uh, contaminated by the flood. Cut to, cut to the inside in the Ecumen Council chambers where the Didact, Librarian, and the Master Builder are. Uh, they are in disagreement on what to do with their enemies and if any should be uh, and if they should abandon their philosophy. They eventually come to an agreement as the camera fades to the didact and librarian standing on the ledge overlooking a city. They exchange some words and the didact soon leaves for Wecrium. They em uh, they embrace as the terminal ends. So, forerunner flood roar war. The humans are attacking the forerunners because they're running from the from flood. the flood they're just trying to get away yeah and they don't know that which i don't really understand why no, don't you, you just tell them? yeah but i think the forerunners and the humans are like not okay not with each buddy other. buddy at that point yeah. right so they, this was the one i saw this yeah. was the terminal i saw yeah. like by accident yeah yeah the elevator reaches the top and john leaves the platform and walks across a long bridge he looks around there are countless pillars in the room john reaches the end of the bridge and inserts Cortana's data chip into the Terminus console. It activates, and the Forerunner structure around them adjusts itself. According to the Cathedral, this Terminus is just one node of a larger transit grid that spans the entire planet. Cortana pauses. What? <laughs> when, I when I tried to access the outlet closest to Infinity's transmission, the system responded with this. A holographic display of the Forerunner symbol for Reclaimer appears in front of Cortana's avatar. What is it? John has a lot of questions today. That's what I'm like. It, a lot that's, of it questions. It feels like there's stuff where I do think he would still be silent. Like, where she would just... But I don't think they want her just expound... Like, like just, just talking to just, herself. Just burping exposition up, yeah. That's the kicker. It's the Forerunner symbol for Reclaimer. Humanity? That's got to be infinity. Could you get us those coordinates? Let me try and open a portal. Cortana accesses the holographic control panel in front of her. A large sound of activation is heard. John turns around and sees the pillar of the room, the pillars of the room raising to different heights. Cortana, I'm picking up an unknown energy signature. Where? This can't be right. Several large forerunner humanoid figures, lit in blue, with the exception of their orange lit right arm, teleport to the top of the pillars. They emit a growling sound, and John raises his assault rifle. Set a waypoint out of the tower now. Cortana remains silent, but she continues to access the control panel. Cortana, 
A portal appears beside John. Cortana around turns around in confusion. How did... Quick, into the portal. John takes Cortana's data crystal chip as one of the creatures standing in front of the pillars close to him screams. John raises his assault rifle at the creature, which teleports away. John stares in awe. Chief, go! Chief runs and jumps into the portal, and the cuts to black. The level is over. And that is our first three levels of Halo 4. Gooch, thanks so much for doing this with me again. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you, buddy. Uh, sad we uh, can't have Chris. He unfortunately right. will not be on the next one as well. But Because we're about to coordinate right now! Exactly. A little <laughs> peek behind the curtain. Thank you all so much, Gino. Thank you for watching. Uh, you can find this podcast anywhere <laughs> podcasts are found. Just search Delco Nerd Network. Uh, we have a Facebook page. Just search Delco Nerd Network as well. We have a bunch of social media pages. We are at Delco Nerds there. We have a website. We have a Discord. Our website is DelcoNerdNetwork.com. You can find our email there where you can send us some comments, questions, or concerns. We would be happy to hear from you. Uh, and we have a Discord channel. I did mention that. But besides that, for Gooch, I've been Trio. Thanks for watching, guys. Stay nerdy, and we will see you next time.